looking for Damn. revenge. All summer 16. All summer 16. <laughs> Dirty, this was clean. such a good year. <laughs> I know, it really was, dude. It was so good. I think this was like, was this the last year of Obama? It was the last summer of Obama. When was the election? Was that 2016? Uh, I think so. Yeah, this is the summer before the election. This, this is, is the last before the election. It's the last time people in America like each other, basically. Pretty much. Like, it's Everyone's like, damn, Drake is smoking meek right now. <laughs> That was the last time America came together. Yeah, that was the most important election of 2016, or so we thought. <laughs> Drake versus Meek Mill. Damn. It's kind of crazy because, like, everyone went with the Canadian dude against the Philly dude. Well, I mean, Drake pretty much undeniably won. Yeah. Them boys, they're a handful. Then I hit them with the high line. Chris Breezy with the dance moves. Mo G with the dance moves. Ad Boy with the dance moves. Jimmy Hendrix with the solo. Those are strings that you can't pull. Yeah, and I can really dish it out. Come and get it from the source. But fuck with all the word of mouth. Go to state, running practice at my house, nigga. What am I about? You gon' really feel it now. I'm out here looking for revenge. All summer 16. All summer 16, playing dirty, not clean. Out front for a season, looking like a damn football team. All repping one thing, looking for revenge. We were looking for revenge back then, boy. 2016, <clears throat> the year of revenge. The year of revenge. The summer of revenge. Yeah, that was uh, one of the biggest L's in hip-hop history, dude. Yeah. But also one of the biggest comebacks in hip-hop history because... Meek Mill is still kind of like respected, you know? Mm -hmm. It didn't end his career. It didn't end his career, but I think what helped, not helped him out, but I think like what gave him a good comeback story and then also like led up to him and Drake squashing the beef was oh. I think he got like uh, locked up because of some weird like law in New York about him being on a, like yeah. one of those like dirt bikes. Oh, like yeah. the 12 o'clock boy bikes. Um, so I think he like got arrested for that, but then beat the case because like the city was like, this judge is corrupt or whatever, and then yeah. they've just been targeting you your whole life or whatever. Um, so then he got out in like the summer of 2018. Mm. And I don't know if you remember this, but like we were shooting uh, like video at the Made in America Festival in Philly. Mm-hmm. And that was like right around when we, uh, Meek Mill got out, mm -hmm. and he did like a headlining set in Philly, and it was like the craziest shit I've ever seen. Hell yeah, dude! Hometown, back from the pen set. He is the hometown in hero, pen. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I remembered uh, summer uh, 2018, I don't because uh, folks, the date is July 18th, 2016, coming at you live <laughs> from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. We are both back from tremendous trips. Yeah, we're doing a reboot on the whole podcast. <laughs> we got our and we're starting it again in 2016. <laughs> We've traveled back in time. We're back on Twitch. We're gonna hit up our <laughs> YouNow account. We're getting rid of all this equipment. Yeah, we're getting the bots back. <laughs> <laughs> More bots. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's refreshing, dude. You come back from a trip. Your trip was obviously much more egregious than mine. You went to fucking egregious. Ireland. <laughs> Ireland and Germany. Uh. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, dude. 
Yeah. Uh, so I, we went over there for like 10 days. Um, Germany, we're there for like seven out of the 10. So that was the majority of the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some might say a week. A week. A yeah. week. A week abroad mm-hmm. uh, with my broad. And so getting over there is a hassle, obviously. I mean, you've flown to Greece. I assume that's, you know, even longer. Yeah, but I was like 15 at the time. And I feel like when you're a kid, you just don't know what the hell is going on. Like, I think now if I were to fly internationally now, I'd because like at the time your parents are taking care of everything. You're just kind of like there trying not to get lost. You're just like, all right, I didn't get lost. So I'm on the right plane. I think I'm good. Mm hmm. I'm down to watch 300 six times on the way to Greece <laughs> to get fucking pumped. <laughs> Dude, that was the thing. I watched like three movies back to back on the way over there. Were they like Irish movies? Did you watch like fucking? <laughs> yeah, they only had the Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> Boondock Saints. Yeah, Boondock Saints. Um, Schindler's List. The Irishman. <laughs> the Irishman. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So you went to you went to Ireland first? No, uh, you went to Germany first. Well, no. So I guess we did go to Ireland first because we had to fly into Dublin um, and then catch like a connector to Munich. Uh, oh, so you had layover trip. in Ireland. We had a layover in Ireland. It was only like 20 minutes. Though. And then you but and then you went to Germany immediately after. But then you were like, let me go back to Ireland. Yeah. That's so, like, intense. The way it, it worked out was like. Uh, we wanted to stop in Ireland on the way back, mm-hmm. and like the only way we could do that is to have like it stop in Dublin both ways, and then just be like, "But let us be in Dublin for like three days." Nice. How, what did you like better, like of the two countries? So, I liked, um, I liked like the look of germany Mm -hmm. like it really had like an old world feel yeah like and obviously because like a lot of the places we went to were like very fucking old did you chill did did you stay in munich or you went to like Um, some no so we like went to this town outside of naumburg the first night not nuremberg not nuremberg okay Naumburg. um we were in like uh east germany for most of the trip Okay. So it's like still a... Uh, Communist? No. <laughs> but like it has the, you know, it has all the markings of... Okay. We used to be ran by the communists. Nice. Um, But then like in West Germany, the more like, I guess they never, you know, fell to communists. Never did. So everything around there is like, okay, there's fucking louis vuitton stores and whatever like and just like i think that might have been baby that might have been in munich because we went to munich on like our last night there we took a train into town and then hung out for a little bit did you like big beers so you got you got like did you do the fucking boot is that is that just from the movie (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get a real boot but the germany looked like das beer hall Pretty much. <laughs> okay, cool. Any any like just beer restaurant looked like Das Beer Hall. Okay, cool. Which was cool. Um, I didn't ask for a boot. I will always think it's funny that you asked for a boot of beer at Das Beer Hall, and you had to be like, wait, no, 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 don't actually do that, because they had a boot. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, the only two servings of, I think you would love Germany because mm. beer is cheaper than soda and juice over I love there. It, dude. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, people literally just drink all day. Um, the way I dealt with it and me and Elizabeth dealt with it is they do something called a Rattler over there. Mm-hmm. So they do a Rattler or a Diesel. And that's when it's either half beer, half Sprite, or half beer, half Coke. What? <laughs> yeah. Dude. But the Rattler is good. It's like, And that's half beer, half Coke. Half like Sprite. Half Sprite. So it's like lemon, or just like lemon soda or lemon lime soda. Like is it, it a specific type of beer, or is it use any beer mixed with Sprite is a Rattler? Um, I think it's like any beer mixed with Sprite, but like most of the time they had like wheat beers or like uh, I forget what else. Hefeweizens. Hefeweizens. Nice. Yeah, that's a very nice. German beer for sure. Oh, that's German, dude. That's sick. Yeah. I honestly want to try that. It was. That sounds like really something good. we would make up at the studio. I know, <laughs> but like a whole country just ran with it. Oh yeah, like literally. Yeah, many people do it. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say it was like maybe you just went to like one bar where that was no, like weirdos. Every like, bar had the option. Like, if, like some German kids came here. They're like, yeah, dude, they drink fucking Monster and well, Gatorade. The drinking age starts at sixteen over there, so you can like start drinking beer at sixteen. So like, I think that's how. That's how you get like the a cool very young beer. drink. That's yeah, because when you by the time you're like old enough to drink, all you're like. Stupid like, mixing. I gotta watch my sugar intake. Yeah, your mixing days are full over. beer. Look <laughs> at all beer, please. Jesus, that's unbelievable, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna try that. I wish I had fucking Sprite right now. Yeah, you gotta try it for sure. Um, that was definitely like something going over there. I was like, I'd heard of a Rattler, and I was like, Sprite and a beer, pshaw. But then like. It's a hundred degrees outside, and you're like, I can't just drink a beer, and I don't want to get like a five dollar juice. You got to obey. So your let thirst, me get a Rattler, because <laughs> you get the cool refreshingness of a Sprite. Yes. But then a little bit of the you know beer. Holy shit, dude! Doesn't dry you out. Would you say that was definitely a revelation? Uh, would you say that Germans drink more than Irish? Because you went to like the two biggest drinking countries, I feel like. Germany, yeah. Germans, they drink beer, though. I don't feel like they're known for their liquor consumption, which is not really. why you didn't get me a boot from Germany. You got <laughs> no. me a shot glass That's from Ireland. From Ireland, the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I was going to do a little celebratory shot. Do it up. With some non-Irish whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I guess I did have, I had a um, a really fucking good uh, whiskey sour in Ireland. It was like the best whiskey sour I'd ever had. And when you guys were in Ireland, you, you chilled in Dublin. Primarily. Yeah, we chilled in Dublin and then like kind of like. And what's Dublin like? Is that like, is it like a big, big city? Like, or is it like Baltimore size or like? It's, um, it's like a fairly big city. Uh-huh. But it's like, imagine like fells point but a whole city yes and like a bunch of older shit too so like literally like cobblestone everything like yes. cobblestone sidewalks cobblestone curbs like just imagine a regular street <laughs> like with a sidewalk with like the squares and even like the curb but it's all cops <laughs> <laughs> just slightly elevated yeah. that's awesome dude. for the most part that's what it was fucking like and it was like so we went out to like a, a nicer dinner the last night we we're in Ireland because uh-huh. like I feel like in Germany it was kind of crazy, especially in East Germany. Everything was just so cheap. Yeah. Like I took some pictures. <laughs> Let's. Uh, when was the last time you bought a bottle of Jägermeister? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, not in a while. Because uh, it's like it's something that you're eight like eight years ago. Yeah, eighty-eight years ago, something like that. Eighty-eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when you bought it, though, how much do you think you paid for it? Ah, jeez. Uh, we're adjusted for inflation. I would say, well, let me put it this way: just based off my uh, uh, liquornomics, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that a bottle of Jaeger right now in the U.S. of A. would run you about a fifth, like a fifth, like a regular size. I would say maybe what's like maybe like one of those like thirty to thirty-five point seven liter. Is that a, what a fifth yeah seven fifty milliliter? Yeah, point okay. seven five. Um. So yeah, that's that's gonna run you about twelve ninety nine. Holy at shit! A, a German grocery store. <laughs> so that's like their probably they sell their hard like, liquor at like their WalMarts. That's amazing. That's kind of sick. Um, but what do you think about Bacardi? Bacardi. I'd give Bacardi a fifth. I'd say twenty five nine ninety nine. What? <laughs> Tangeray, nice little gin. Oh, a fifth of Tangeray is easily thirty five okay. in America. Twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine. Intrigued, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Germany. This was Germany. This Ooh. was East Germany, and and uh, it was crazy because uh i guess it kind of makes sense because i don't don't know about jaeger i think jaeger is russian Mm. i think bacardi embargo on it right now that could well yeah that could be a that could be a thing Mm. um bacardi i'm gonna say is either spanish but probably more likely it's italian um and then what was the last one you said tanqueray that's probably like fucking french or something that's all still in europe yeah. You know, so like they're all in the EU. I feel like it's easier. Like, I bet you if you tried to buy like a bottle of fucking Jack over there, it would cost you. Mm. So that could be a thing, too. What do you think? Um, where, where do you assume Bombay Sapphire is from? I think it's from India. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, well, I think <coughs> English is known as like a, uh, or I'm sorry, gin is thought, I think of gin as like a, a British liquor. True. And, um, India was it was is where they got the spices from British colony. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say it's either made in India by British people or made in Britain for Indian people. (laughs) 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 That is my final answer. But that's probably like forty bucks for a bottle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I actually do purchase that on a regular basis. Well, they got some crazy little different flavors. They got some sort of Sunset Special Edition. Ooh, I like that. Look at that bottle. And then some sort of Bramble. Bramble? I think that's like Blackberry and Raspberry Infusion with the gin. Okay. I but can see that being good. They're both going for twenty two ninety nine. Damn, dude. That's incredible. I know. And was it the similar situation in Ireland too? Just all cheap no, shit. No, Ireland, Ireland was, was like expensive. just regular prices. SMH Ireland. Yeah. SMH. They're supposed to be the pub culture too. Yeah. Speaking of Ireland, cheers. Cheers. Um. But yeah, Germany, very cool. Another big city we oh. went to is Dresden. Mm-hmm. Got like an Airbnb in there and stayed for like three or four days. Just because we wanted to like walk around the city and see all the cool shit, um, <coughs> I actually like on the train into Dresden. We knew that my like grandma's family was from that area, but we didn't know like the actual address of their old place. Mm-hmm. So we're like, if it was close to the city, we would have wanted to go see it. But uh, 
my mom finally got us the info like on the train ride in and it was like a 40 minute drive mm. from where we were staying and i'm like uh did you guys do rental cars no not at all uber do they have uber there uh they have something called sixth sixth dude that is the shit because yeah. I have, I got that when I was in uh, Miami, mm-hmm. and it was yeah, it's pretty good. But was sixth that was like their it does, Uber? It does Uber, rental car. Okay, because I did rental for them. Yeah, it does like everything. But they but, don't have like Lyft, Uber. So they didn't have Uber in the parts of Germany we were in. They had sixth, and then. In Ireland, we were able to get an Uber from the airport, but then we had to use, like, a different taxi thing. Okay. Like, they had, like, an app that was, like, it just called a taxi to your place. Mm-hmm. Kinda, that's what Six did, too. Yeah. Um, But it was called, like, Free Now or something in Ireland. Did it strike you, like, I guess overall, because I kind of had a similar experience on uh, my trip to the country of New York City. Mm-hmm. Hell, Yeah. Um, I think I'm going up this weekend for a day. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. Guys, if you've never heard of or been to New York City, great city. Great fucking city. But, like, like A, obviously the refreshingness factor is great when you get back. Honestly, here's the problem, though. I feel like I entered the Matrix when I went to New York because when you just live in Baltimore... That's all you know. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, this is this is fine. Mm-hmm. And then you go to like New York and you're like, wait a second. That was not fine. Like <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was up there, I was like, dude, what the fuck? Why can't dude, I, I became obsessed with the subway. Yeah. I became the subway rolls. I became like I mean, that was that's why we didn't rent a car in Germany. Cause we just got to we took the train anywhere we public needed to go transportation dude dude i literally read the entire wikipedia page on subways <laughs> uh how they built it all the lines i was literally like i was you would think that like my train phase would have happened when i was like four <laughs> it happened <laughs> now life train phase <laughs> I know. 29 year old man it is. fascinated by trains <laughs> <laughs> i was a dino kid but i'm a train man I think there was something about, you know, my obsession with the underground, right? You know, oh, my yeah. dream is still to exist in the sewers. <laughs> as it always has been. As, as this has always been my dream. <laughs> and, but, like, this was amazing because I was like, dude, this is a city that literally, like, came up with the, I like, it's underground. And, like, mm-hmm. I like that you can just, like, you just, you're walking and you're like, oh, there's a stairwell. And then you're just in a whole other city. Yeah. Underground, and then you get well, on. And then a train. there's an even whole other city under New York City, right? Yeah, didn't they like build a city on top of the another city? Basically, I once watched a YouTube video on every. It was basically explaining it was going down in like an animation of everything that's underneath New York, mm-hmm. and so there's like older subway lines that were under that, and then there's like bank vaults, and then like apparently in the fifties, um, uh, every first of all in in the or in the Earl, turn of the century, 1900s. This is all stuff I learned from Wikipedia. Yeah. People were obsessed with... This wi- was all on the subway Wikipedia page. <laughs> it was, dude. It was. <laughs> Jarrett, fucking BMTs, everything, dude. Yeah. They were obsessed with these things called pneumatic uh, something or other. 
And what it basically is is you know how like when you go to the bank and you put your stuff in a tube in the drive through and then it like mm. yeah yeah they yeah. wanted to do that for everything yeah that was like their Jetsons yeah, yeah if, in yeah. fact if you watch I feel like if you watch the Jetsons this might be Mandela effect well, in but Futurama I, they have that shit yeah they everybody like thought tubes. so all the post offices were connected by those tubes mm-hmm. so instead of having to drive shit from like the Brooklyn one to the Manhattan one they just be like. And then in like three minutes, it would just swoom. They wanted to do that with the subway. They wanted it to be like that, but yeah. for a subway. That sounds sick. And so this inventor um, didn't tell anybody. Very Elon Musk-like, honestly. <laughs> didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell anybody about this. He used all the money. I don't know if I should be telling you this right now. <laughs> but in 1904, a man named Alfred Eli Beach said, dude, what is going... No, actually, it was 1870-something. He said, dude, what is going on with like, at this point, I don't even know if cars were a thing. It was just like horse-drawn carriages and shit. He was like, dude, I'm trying to get around, but like, I can't. It's dirty, gross, cluttered, crowded. And so he wanted to build an underground tube system for public transportation. Mm. And so he secretly, he was like a billionaire or whatever it was in their terms. And so he just dug under Broadway like without telling anybody got mm-hmm. like his whole construction team and they built a, th- a football field long track or actually Ooh. three football fields worth and then they did it and then when they were completed they it, it the, the last it was only one stop you got it on one and then you got to the other end and the other end was in the basement of a furniture store so he got like his friend that worked there. He's like, dude, let me make the other subway stop your basement. So they built another basement under the real basement. And then on the day before, they just announced the newspapers like, yo, come ride this fucking crazy subway thing, you know? And everybody was like, oh, shit. And so they all did it and it worked perfectly. And he actually did build it. So it was basically powered by like, like a vacuum. Like you got in and it was like, and then they got to the other side and everybody was like, this is sick. This yeah. is sick. But then this other guy named Boss Tweed, who was the mayor of New York, corrupt, as I hear, was like, nah, bro, not in my fucking city. We do things above ground, which is ironic because he was like fucking corrupt and stuff. So he wanted to build an elevated system. A big monorail? Yes. Mm. And that is still there, and it's called the High Line. It's like a tourist attraction where you just walk along the elevated thing and just sightsee. Yeah. But eventually, in the turn of the century, 1900s, you're like, nah, fuck that, dude. We're doing the subway. It's too dangerous. It is too dangerous. You're too high up, dude. You gotta be down. underground, baby. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, I think, I think that's what really got me was just like the vision that somebody was like, dude, I'm telling you, bro, subway, it's gonna be big. And everybody subway. was like, eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> And then they make it happen, and there's a bunch. You see these pictures of these dudes that like, you know, big ass mu- char- like mustaches and like top hats, like digging tunnels underground. You're like, dude, what? <laughs> it's insane. Just to go to their buddy's house. I just love the idea that it's like a Mario. I kept thinking of it as like a Mario, like Super Mario, like warp tube, where yeah, you like you go, much. Vroom, 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 and then you pop out. You're like, vroom, vroom, vroom. I'm in Brooklyn now. What yeah, the fuck? That'd be sick. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, that's what I like. Always imagined the mag train would be too. Oh, dude, don't even get me started with the fucking maglev train. Yeah, you know their top speed is supposedly can get up to seven hundred and sixty miles per hour, yeah, which is fast. faster than the speed of sound. Yeah, it's literally Mach one. 
Yeah, more than Mach 1. That's the thing that was going to be able to go to like DC in 15 minutes. Yeah. In New York in like 45. Honestly, faster. Because if they get that going, if you think about 760 miles per hour, what's DC from Baltimore? Like 50 miles? It's going to make a couple stops, though, you know? Yeah, that's true. But a straight shot, three minutes. Mm. Baltimore to New York, 15. Straight shot. If you get the fucking Maglev Express to New York, we're talking 15 minutes. Uh, New York to L.A., under an hour. Mm. I know That's we've talked about nuts. that before, but that it's just like that blew my fucking mind, dude. It just made me like maybe want that, but also it just made me want something like that for Baltimore. But also understanding that with Baltimore, it would not. It you, we would we would figure out a way to just ruin it. But like it just there was so much stuff about it where I was like, I, like I I met up with Scott obviously up there, and like he was like, oh dude, meet me at Mamoon's Falafel. I'm thinking like, all right, cool. I pull up and it turns out it's directly next door to the comedy cellar. Oh, nice. So like I'm waiting at this place and Liv is like, she grew up 20 minutes outside of Jersey. And so she was like, oh, my moon's falafel. That's such like a touristy thing. And I was like, ah, whatever. I don't care. Like I could eat a falafel. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I see that and I'm like, and, and it's just like, it's in the middle of everything else. And like, I, I that appeals to me. I like, I kind of like the crampness yeah. of it. I like, I could see myself not liking it when I'm like our parents' age. I could see myself being like, all right, I get my own yard, please. Mm-hmm. I like if my bathroom was bigger than my toilet, you know, but like at this stage in life, just the, the accessibility and the fact that there's so many different things. It made me mad that there's really only like four or five neighborhoods in the whole city of Baltimore that I are even worth my time going to versus like New York. It's like, you can't even fit it all into a weekend. It's like every place you go is like, Oh, this is the biggest fashion district in the world. Yeah. And this is just like the, the biggest financial district. And that over there is just like the coolest thing ever. But, but some people think that that thing over there is also the coolest thing ever. So it's kind of a debate, like which of the four things in our city is like the coolest thing ever. We can't, we always argue, but like, it's all cooler than anything within from your where you're from. And it's like, all right, it's like, come on, man. It's just it's impressive, dude. Truly impressive. I didn't appreciate it truly until this weekend because every other time I've been there, having having Scott. Uh, yeah, you're having there. someone like show you around too. And and we were there for a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, because he had his movie premiere at the film festival. So like, we actually had things to do. And I say things to do, not like typical Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building tour, yeah, yeah. like which no knock on that. Like those are cool things. And I've been in New York a handful of times prior where I've over the not all at once, but over the course of those times I've done those things individually. Yeah. But like this time it was like I'm actually existing like someone that would live there. Cause it's like, oh house party over here. So now I'm just at like a house party in New York. After party after the thing. We went to some like warehouse party in Brooklyn that kind of sucked. But like it was still like I was like, oh shit, this is like hipster capital of the world fucking Brooklyn but then all we went to this other part of Brooklyn that was like not like that at all and like we went to the fucking uh, the restaurant from Seinfeld nice sucked yeah of course it sucked <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a low point of the trip for me damn um, never meet your heroes <laughs> never meet dude, the thing is they don't play into it enough mm. like you, I was expecting because, like, from the outside, it looks exactly like from the show. It says like Tom's restaurant. The other side just says restaurant, so it looks like it says like restaurant, restaurant. I'm like, yeah, classic. You walk inside, it's way, way, way smaller than you would think it was. And also, the show was 30 years ago, so like, it they might have remodeled it, but like, 
I'm sure the store inside is the same size, you know? Mm-hmm. But like that show just, might have not. I think they just used the exterior. I don't know if they even shot in the restaurant. Yeah, they might have not actually filmed on the inside, which yeah. might be why the food is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> they went somewhere else with better food. Yeah, to shoot. <laughs> they didn't like. They didn't. They had like one item on the menu that was called Jerry's salad, um, which I can only imagine. You know, and then like one little blurb in their bio on the menu was like, "Yeah, this is the place where Seinfeld was like like." repeatedly featured on Seth and like repeatedly it was in every episode for like nine seasons yeah. like this was like as much of the fucking show as Jerry's apartment pretty mm-hmm. much you know and like they had like a couple magazine covers on the wall or whatever but they were like but we don't like to like lean on the whole Seinfeld restaurant we try to have our own identity I'm like you should not have your own identity you yeah, should you be should the Seinfeld restaurant it. you should have the big salad you should have the fucking chocolate babka you should have all these other fucking random things that I'm remembering yeah, some from some sort of soup. Some sort of soup, a tuna sandwich. Whenever I get a tuna sandwich, I feel like fucking George Costanza. Something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Very disappointing, but who cares? It was the first time I've ever seriously considered sending something back. Ooh. And I didn't because I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, but I got a lobster it? roll. Ugh. <sighs> you got a lobster roll at a diner? It was a chef's recommendation, dude. <laughs> the chef said, dude, definitely get this lobster roll <laughs> please order this shit these lobsters are going bad <laughs> <laughs> the chef suggests that we get these out of the fridge sooner or else it's gonna taint the other food pretty fucking much dude i i took one bite and i was like this tastes like gas taste and sushi but worse Jeez. so i was like i just took one bite and i just sat there and was like what's wrong and i was like i can't eat this she was like send it back and i was like i can't do that either <laughs> i can't do it either because I've always had uh, a rule with restaurants, um, which is if you order something that you're not, if you order something that you're familiar with mm-hmm. and it sucks, you can send it back because you know what it's supposed to taste like. Like if I go to fucking, uh, you know, Don Pablo's and get a burrito and the burrito is shitty, mm-hmm. I've had burritos before. If I get a cheeseburger at, at fucking someplace, I know what a cheeseburger is supposed to taste like, so I can definitively say that this is not a good cheeseburger. Yeah. But if I go to a restaurant and get something that I'm not familiar with, I have no grounds to say that they didn't do it perfectly and I just don't like it. Yeah. That's not my... If you if they did their job, like it's kind of like if, if somebody comes into the horse mm-hmm. when I'm playing and goes, yo, play 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. And then I do a shitty rendition, and they're like, dude, that was the worst rendition of 3AM by Matchbox 20 I ever heard. I'm not tipping you. I'd be like, that's fair, because you know what that song sounds like. But they were like, play an original. And then I play an original, and they're like, it wasn't a very good uh, job of performing your original. It's like, how do you know? (laughs) You've never heard my original. You have no grounds to stand on. So you got to tip me anyway. You know what I mean? For sure. But also, I feel like I just can't, I still to this day, I can't picture myself sending something back. So I couldn't. Yeah. So I just took it, and then we went to, you know, whatever. We biked back from um, Brooklyn to Manhattan, so we, like, biked over the fucking bridge oh, at wow. night. It was fucking sweet. Memorable time, dude. Memorable experience. Hell yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Now that I'm a local, I can give you some pointers for your trip up there, dude. Yeah, I'm only going for, like, a day, day and a half. But uh, Liz has a show up there. And we're going to stay at one of the comics' houses uh, Saturday night and then, like, have half a day on Sunday. 
Should be fun. We get up at like three or four in the afternoon on Saturday too. So, oh, oh, you're getting up out of bed or up? No, to up there. to New York. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. We basically like we're there for twenty four hours, basically. Mm-hmm. But I want to. I've been, you know, I've been looking through Instagram reels of just Chinese food and pizza. So, I think that's what I'm gonna do up there. Did I tell you that I got my phone stolen the other week? No. I'll tell you about that later. Oh, shit. It's been okay. so long since, because uh, we you were away we for like had, 10 days. Yeah. yeah, we both had our long trips. So it's hard for me to remember what we've talked about and what we have, and I have so many notes on here. I did lose my car completely unrelated um, while I was in New York the last night we were out, and uh, like my just my bank card. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're out of bars, you're fucking drinking, you don't fucking mm-hmm. know. Like, I'm out at the bars, and you I You might have just, like, left a tab open. Like, that's you what never I know. thought. Oh, so, okay. basically that's what nice. happened was, I went up to a bar, and uh, this, like, short little, like, ripped guy comes up shirtless as the bartender, and I was like, oh, are we at a gay bar? I was like, okay, cool, sick. Yeah. I was like, this is not normal bar behavior, sir. And, uh... So it was fun though. They were. Turns out I love gay bars, dude. <laughs> I was like, "Do you guys playing share? Fuck yeah, dude! When's the last time I heard? Do you believe in life after love? I was like, yeah, yes, at dude. a bar. <laughs> I was like, yes, I love this shit. So I got six Bud Lights and cups because I'm a big cup guy now. Mm-hmm. I don't drink out of bottles anymore when I don't have to. In fact, brief pause. I've just reminded myself I'm getting a cup. Okay. Do it up. I'll be right back, too. I got something in my car. This is just a secret between you guys and me because Eric is gone, and for the foreseeable future, we don't know when he's coming back. From his tone, I'm going to guess never. But, uh, yeah, I saw a video um, on Instagram Reels that somebody sent me. That said, uh, you drink 20% faster when you drink out of a cup and you get uh-huh. less bloated because there's not as much like torsion coming out of the bottle, like the bubbliness and everything. Uh, okay. And so I have found that, yes, I will drink a beer a lot faster when drinking out of a uh, cup, which also enhances enjoyment because the worst thing about drinking a beer is if you're taking too long, by the end of it, it's not enjoyable. It's getting yeah. warmer. Now... We don't have that problem here at the studio because all of our beers are pre-chilled to already shitty temperature. Exactly. So the worst that can happen... There's no expectation of it being cold. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're yeah, just yeah. used to the warm. You're not expecting to have a good time when you're drinking the beer. <laughs> That's why I need the cup. <laughs> That's why you need the you cup. You drink it faster. <laughs> yes. Get it fucking over with. So I got six Bud Lights in a cup. I've been trying to convert everybody to the cup, the cup uh, gig, the cup tip. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think the tab came out to like 16 bucks. So I tipped him a cool four, perfect mm-hmm. 20%. Because normally my, my rule always used to be... Like um, that's a cheap bar in New York. It was very cheap. This is why I still don't know how my dispute is going to go through. Because I'll, I'll, I'll get to where this is all going. Um, my rule for tipping has always... When it comes to just drinks, mm-hmm. is I used to think dollar per drink. Like, if I go to the bar and I get six drinks, 
six bucks. I feel like that was fair at the time. And in Baltimore, that's generally a good rule of thumb because even if you're tipping 20%, that allows for $5 per drink. But that was a rule that I had 10 years ago, and that really doesn't fly anymore, unfortunately, because... Yeah. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, like, in New York, you'd go to the bar and, like, a drink would be, like, $15. And yeah. so, like, I get, like, a round of four... Like, I got, I got a Manhattan for myself the first night there and a Mojito for Liv. My tag came out to $38. Yeah. It's like, dude, two drinks, $38. And so I'm supposed to tip eight bucks for two drinks. I did because I've since matured and realized after my friend Sean was like, dude, you got to tip that amount because like that's just the fucking level of money up here now. So like those people, like $8 to them is like fucking $4 to you back in Baltimore. Like it's not like, like, you know, so I was like, all right, yeah, I get that. Cause that was the same problem I always had understanding with gas prices. Like, why is it that when you go to fucking one place, gas is cheaper than another place? It's like, like I'll go to the Exxon and in Towson, it'll be 20 cents more expensive to the dot than the Exxon in Lutherville. And, and like, I was always, and it's always exactly 20 cents difference. And I was like, why, what is Lutherville just on a fucking different economic? It's like, yeah, because the fucking cost of land in Lutherville is less, so it costs them less to rent the plot to have the gas station. So all that shit's factored in the price of gas. That's why if you go to more expensive areas, the gas is more expensive. Ipso facto, same thing with beer. So anyway, for whatever reason, I guess it was a luck, my lucky day. I got six beers for 16 bucks. I don't know how that happened. That's like under $2 a beer. Yeah. Um, I think he might have just fucked up. Uh, and I tipped $4. So he was like, all right, 20%. So then I we drink those beers and I go back and he, I, I I guess he hands me my card and I'm like all right cool but then I guess I just leave it on the table. Mm. Um so about 30 minutes later we go back for another round of beers cuz turns out Liv doesn't like drinking so every time I get her a drink I just wind up drinking it. So I had mm. two beers, went back, realized I I went to go pay for the beers, realized my card wasn't in my wallet. And so the guy was like I was like dude, I got a one second. And I'm like, "Oh shit, do you have my card?" And he's like, "I don't have your card." And I was like, "Oh jeez." And then I was like, oh, great. Luckily, I had cash. And so I was like sitting there trying to I was like, sir, pay for the drinks. And I was like, all right, dude, Jesus. So I gave him cash. I had just the right amount of cash. It was like perfect. How much was it that time? Uh, 38. But mm. I got drafts that time. So I think that might have been the difference. Gotcha. So altogether, two transactions, one with my card, one without. Um, then I get up the next morning and I have two charges on my card, one for like 16 and one for 58. Because as soon as I realized I lost my card, I locked it. But that mm-hmm. was a 45 minute gap between losing it and realizing it. Mm-hmm. So my theory was two things. Either I was just drunk and don't remember my tab being, because I honestly couldn't have told you what my tab was. I'm only saying 16 because that's what shows up in my credit card statement. Yeah. And that sounds more like six beers than 58. Mm-hmm. Especially after I got f- six more expensive drinks the second round and it was thirty eight. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't it wouldn't logically follow. But was it from the same place? Same place. It was the same mm-hmm. bar. So I see the fifty eight dollar thing and I'm thinking like, well, maybe I didn't get my card. Maybe he thought Demetrius was my last name when I said Seleski, he said he didn't have the card. And maybe they did that thing where like they just like close it out with an automatic tip. So maybe the tab was fifty eight and then they just put a sixteen dollar tip because I left without getting it. Because a lot of bars will do that. They'll be like, yeah. all unclosed checks are subject to a 20% gratuity automatically. People do that. You'll see those signs posted all around town. In fact, take a picture and tag us when you see one. You'll see them. 
Um, so I wait to see what the tip is. Because this is this is how this is what I was thinking. Yeah. Does this transaction sound like me? Mm. And you know how like when you first swipe it, you get the thing back, and then you write the tip and then they close it out. So when it shows on your original bank statement, all it shows is the original amount that you swiped for. Yeah. Then when it finalizes in your posted payments, the full, one. the full amount. So I'm like, let me get this two days to see what the final amount is. So I had a 16 and a 58. Flash forward yesterday morning, they finally both get posted. I have a 20 and a 66. Hmm. So that means that on the $16 tip, someone, let's say, me added four dollars. Added a four dollar twenty percent tip, mm-hmm. more than twenty percent tip, to the check. Transaction number two, eight dollar tip. That's not me, bro. That's not me. I know well, for eight dollars on what fifty eight. Fifty eight. That is a. That's less than twenty. It's definitely less. A twenty percent tip would be twelve. So you're looking at like a 30 or I'm sorry like a um you're looking at like a 15 14 13% tip something like that which is not terrible but it's also not me. And so I call up the bank and I'm like look I'm giving her the whole rundown. I'm like telling about my trip you know, <laughs> like, you know I'm having a good time and she, I'm like going through the whole night. Oh my god. I'm like and then just I took sounding the subway. Way suspicious. I was like have you ever heard have you ever taken the subway like I'm just fucking going off. She's like wait, I'm going to stop you right here. Because uh, you called a branch, you have to call, um, you know, the like customer service. We can't yeah. do this on the phone because of all this fraud. <laughs> I was like, you're telling me about fraud. I'm telling you about fraud, baby. Yeah. So then she gives me a number. And then I call up the regular thing. I run through it all over again. I'm like, look, I'm be honest. I'm at a fucking bar. Yeah, I think they're after you for the fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I stole my own car and tipped poorly. Um, like, I call her up and I tell her the whole thing. I'm like, look, I'm at the bar. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't, I, I don't remember how much my first tab was, and, but I know how much I tip. And I also know that I only use my card once. There's two payments. I use my card once. I know that for a fact. And she was like, all right, so the one that's 58 sounds suspicious. I was like, yeah, because that's like a 14% tip. And it kind of annoys me because it's like, I was like, that's the amount that a person who would steal somebody's card would tip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Because that's like, that's like ultimate shitty person. It's like, dude, I literally have someone else's card and I'm still going to not tip you well. Yeah. It's like, this isn't even my money. (laughs) Unbelievable. So she was like, all right, you know, we'll do the whole thing. But like, that was just in a 30 minute span. And I remember Uh Matt Pennington talking about it. He was like, dude, like if I find a car at the bar, I'm obviously going to run up a fucking tab on it because they can just dispute it the next day and who cares? Everybody wins. I'm like, I'm not winning right now, dude. I'm not winning. Never once thought about that. (laughs) I know. Because like, (laughs) look, in reality, I just, I kind of want to see. The sig- I hope because they have to do like an investigation. They yeah. give you a provisional refund in the mm-hmm. meantime, so they just put sixty six dollars on my card. Yeah, until they finalize the investigation, which apparently takes like three days. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have to fucking call the shirtless guy, and he's like sitting there, and he's there, like you know, blah blah blah. Do you have the receipt? And I just want to see the handwriting. Yeah, you know how creepy, how it's like creepy when you watch like security camera footage mm-hmm. of like your house or something, and you see like a person there, and you're like, I can't believe that was happening. Yeah, like, I want to see the handwriting of the perp. Dude, I want to see if they actually, when they stole my card off the other receipt, if yeah, they like. Do you sign your shit, Jimmy Selesky? I sign it uh, a big swirly D mm-hmm. with a line through it, mm. like a DS, but like cooler. 
And there's no way they're fucking matching that. I can't even match my own fucking signature. Yeah. I can't even come close to putting out the same product every time on my signature. So there's no way a fucking thief could, you know? But I was just, you know, that was ass. Damn. Yeah, luckily there are no pickpocketers on my trip. Nothing like that. Um, pickpocketers. We went to a, uh, a nice restaurant on our last night in Dublin. It's called Mr. S. And we were like, you know, we didn't spend that much money in Germany, like, or we didn't spend as much as we thought we would. So mm-hmm. we're like, let's just like go to a nicer place. Um, it was on the Michelin list, but it was still like pretty reasonable. Like mm-hmm. we only spent like 120 bucks pre-tip. Damn. That's not like, bad at all. We got like, I got like a short rib. For a Michelin rated restaurant? So it wasn't starred. Okay. But it was on their like list of restaurants. Honorable mention. Yeah, it was an honorable mention. Okay. Um but yeah, I got this like short rib with a chimichurri. We got these like burnt end uh sirloin egg rolls. Mm-hmm. Um we got like six drinks there. Yes. Liz got like a jerk chicken. It's like the best jerk chicken I've ever had in my life. Really? In Ireland? Ireland. Damn. It was, it was uh their their whole shtick was that they cooked everything over like an open fire. So it was like kind of like, you know, fancy Burger King, I guess. Okay. <laughs> everything yeah. was like fr- flame broiled. <laughs> um, the other Michelin rated restaurant, Burger King. <laughs> Dude, you'd think okay. I'll tell you later, but I'll tell you like after this. But uh but yeah, some of the best food I've ever had in my life. It inspired us to make jerk chicken when we got home. Like we meal prepped last, like this week. I've been eating jerk chicken every day. And you'd think you would be able to start a bonfire in your apartment to cook over <laughs> open fire, <laughs> and it turns out you cannot. No, I can't do that. <laughs> Lit the trash can on fire. No need to tell me after the podcast. Now that yeah. we cleared the air on that. No. One. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I went to so I went to McDonald's in Germany because I was like, I gotta see what McDonald's is about over here. They have a bunch of different options, uh, but one of the, the thing that I got was they had McWings over there. Oh shit, McWings. not that good. Okay, and they I... only gave me flippers. That was Some... the odd part. Something was off. Flat. I'm assuming flippers are flats. Yeah, flats. Do they call them flippers? I, I call them flippers. I don't know if that's what they're called. I think they're called flats. They're definitely called flats. I've yeah. never once heard someone refer to a chicken wing as oh, a shit. flipper. <laughs> oh, shit. You're creaming, dude. <laughs> that was like a sustained... Like, that shit went on for a second. <laughs> I was so confidently pouring. I'm like, Eric, you're such an idiot, dude. You're so stupid no one calls him <laughs> flippers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, it was all foam, so who cares? Yeah, it's all good. It's but, all uh, good. <laughs> Were you going to say you'd think that they would be good? Because I wouldn't think that I wouldn't McD- think McWings they'd be good, would be but good. They're, they're worse than I even thought. I thought they'd taste a little bit more like the uh, like the McNuggets. I thought it would have like the same seasoning blend. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a regular you know, frozen wing. Yeah, no good. Fries, not that good over there. I would imagine not. Yeah, they apparently they can't use like beef tallow in the cooking oil. Why not? Uh, I don't know. It's just a rule. Just a rule. And also, they don't do high fructose corn syrup in the soda, and it's pretty good. Tasted great in the beers. Disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed to hear that about Germany's McDonald's is yeah 
McDonald's. But they had all of like the kiosks to like self order. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Okay, well we have that in town. It worked. It worked great in the McDonald's in Ireland and the airport. I went to Burger King on the way out. Okay, so I was like, I gotta try both of them. Yeah, might as well try one. You in got each the place. King's wings. I didn't get the King's wings. <laughs> I just got a Whopper, um, and it just tasted the same. But the okay. fucking line for Burger King, you would have thought it was on the Michelin list <laughs> because it was longer. So we had to go through security at the airport. And then uh, after security, after like the food court, we had to go through like U.S. pre-acceptance, whatever, visa shit. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you do like your, they do customs there. Uh-huh. So then when you land in America, you can just walk the fuck out and be on your way. How was it? Because this is something I've been curious. How so was two it? Two security lines. How was it? Burger on the- King was longer than both of those combined. <laughs> it was longer than fucking customs? It was customs? longer than customs and the <laughs> Munich like TSA, basically. You're now entering the country of Burger King. <laughs> it was fucked up. The People's Republic of having it your way, dude. Jesus Christ. I, I, that's crazy. I would have thought I was gonna ask how how crazy is it on the COVID front? Are they strict about that, or what is it like over there? Is it like with the flying? What is that? Flying, you still wore a mask. Okay. So flying to Europe, you wore a mask. Flying uh-huh. in Europe, you wore a mask. On our flight back from Ireland to the U.S., they're like, you can take your mask off because uh-huh. now we're going to the U.S. where they don't have the laws. Okay. And what about uh, on vaccine trains stuff? in Germany? You still had to wear a mask. Um, I think they lifted the requirements for any of that stuff because, like, when we got to Germany, like Elizabeth had like our room, like our rental information up, like kind of like our, our itinerary to be like, hey, we're here for tourism. We're just checking shit out, and then we're leaving and going back this day. But we got off the airplane. We had our masks on in the airport, got to customs, and they're like, you don't need to wear your mask anymore. <laughs> and we're just like, what? And he like took the passport. He was like, take your mask off. I got to see your face. And then... Classic German. I put the mask on afterwards, and he was like, "You don't need to wear the mask anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and gave me back my, he stamped my shit and gave me it back. Give me your mask. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, he was not worried about masks. I'll tell you that. That guy um, was not. Didn't didn't see too many people wearing masks other than you know the train really. Okay, so the, the train plane. is still popping with it, dude. I was I I, I was um. But I think, like, a couple of weeks before we went over, they lifted, like, the show proof of, you know, being negative COVID tests, like, vaccine card, like... Oh, so you don't have to do any of that I don't now. think you have to do any of that Wow. Now. Yeah, dude, I was blown away with New York that it was not... Nobody cared at all. And, like, I kind of, like, you know, I just kind of envisioned that, like, because I always heard that, like... They were doing like the like vaccine requirements in New York, and they hadn't really been lifted yet. And even Lucas uh, was telling me when he went up to New York like a couple weeks ago, one of the bartenders asked him for his vax card, and he didn't have it. He I, Lucas even it, it, Lucas is vaccinated, but he just didn't have his thing. And they were like, "Can you show us a picture on your phone?" And he was like, "I I don't have one, dude." And they were like, "All right, I don't care, get in." Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like I guess even like that was like maybe three weeks, a month ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. But like when I went up there, I was like thinking like, oh, is this gonna be a thing? And it was literally not at all. I don't think I saw anyone wearing a mask like the whole time I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was wild. Like 
I was just noting that I was like, dude, this is really like, it's hard to fucking even picture it. Like just the, how radically just in the past, I guess like two months, things just fucking shifted. Yeah. They that blew have. my mind. That blew my fucking mind, dude. Yeah. Um, Another thing that blew my mind in Germany. So you just were on the subway. I'm going to be on the subway soon. Okay. But, uh, train stations in Germany, dude, people are just rude. <laughs> they have like no, for like, for the most part, all of Germany, no one has like a concept of like personal space. Very bad. Did not like that one bit. They have BO also, over there. Uh, I didn't really smell too much BO, but okay, dude, I've never been like in a situation where I'm like, all right, I need to like fight these people to get on the train so I can get a seat. Wow. For me and my girlfriend, never been in a situation like that before. In Germany. Yeah. And you would think, you know, I would think. I've always thought of Germans as incredibly efficient. Yeah. Apparently culture. they're they're that way with everything except like getting on the train. <laughs> everything bus. else but the train. Yeah. Cause like everyone was very nice, like mm-hmm. you know. Uh except for <laughs> when we were waiting at the train station one morning, this like drunk dude came up to us. And he kept trying to like talk to me, and and I was like, I don't fucking know. And I'd look at Elizabeth for like a translation, uh-huh. and then so she'd try to talk to him. Does Liz speak German? Yeah, she speaks. She speaks German. Oh pretty well. shit! Um, so yeah, that was a lifesaver. That's badass. Um, you speak Irish though, so yeah, you took over in Ireland. She's like, "What's he saying?" He's like, "I don't know." Yeah. Um, but he like wasn't having it talking to her. He was like, "No, I want to talk to the dude." And then uh, since that didn't work out, he just like grumbled and walked away. Like, what the fuck? Maybe, maybe the German train system is so rude because of how efficient they are. Maybe because the trains are so perfectly on time, Mm-mm. they'll just fucking leave. Oh, okay. I thought it was like so on time that people were afraid. Like the train's just gonna fucking leave with me hanging out the door. <laughs> I gotta fucking push these guys out of the way. No, I think people are just like. They don't have any, uh, you know, sense of other people's, you know, space or just like, oh, no, they're actually a person and they probably have to be there, too. Does no we one don't have to like ram each other in there, you know, to get on this train. Does no one live up to stereotypes anymore? It's a know. sad day. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> on the train to Dresden, after fighting and clawing our way in. We sat behind probably the only other Americans on the train. Okay. And they lived up to the American yes. stereotype. Thank God. The only country that's still holding they true. They sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know how everyone hates like Amer- American tourists yeah. in Europe? I feel like these are the people why. Mm. It was like a group of kids who went to college in San Francisco. And like one girl was leading the conversation the whole time and just being like, yeah, I mean, like, I live, I live like two minutes away from like the, you know, the richest part of San Francisco, but I really, I live with like middle class people and like families. And it's like, no, nah, that's, that's not San Francisco anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no yeah, yeah. middle class family is paying like oh, $20,000 yeah. for rent to live. Yeah. Just your everyday <laughs> yeah, four just person. Working class. Working class family. Dad's a plumber. Mom's when they live in a fucking... Yeah, yeah, mom's a tutor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She teaches piano on the weekends. Dude, there is no one more like that. Those people. Just the archetype, like, ar- archetypical... Uh, I wouldn't say valley girl because it's like... They live Silicon in San Francisco. valley girl. Silicon valley girl. That's a Silicon valley girl. Yeah. Dude, it's like... I've When I talk to people 
like that. And I was actually at a bar, believe it or not, in Baltimore. And uh, I was talking to uh, a guy who was the older brother of a guy that we went to high school with. But he went to like a much nicer private school um, than his younger brother who just got kicked out of that school. But apparently it's like the nicest. He made sure I knew that it was the nicest uh, (laughs) private school in the Baltimore area. And like, don't get me wrong, nice guy. But like he and his friend, this girl, were just like every conversation they had always like circulated back to like how great their education was and like how they speak all these languages and how they studied in all these different countries and how like they kept on using the term well-moneyed like (laughs) oh like i know that he comes from a well-moneyed family but like blah 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 and i was like first of all i've never heard anyone like talk like this or talk about it this much or like like the pc way to be like he got his money from his parents pretty much yeah like I mean, it's like oh, he's it, well money. It's such a it's su- yeah. That is like it's like what are you <laughs> fucking fuck? nineteen twenty? He's well moneyed. Like it was just such like this like um superficial like value system that was evident when they were speaking that I was like, it's crazy because like I don't know how to put it, but it's like they have this like air of like. They really do have that like elitism, you know what I mean? Like that elitism that it's like, damn, I'm talking to like real elitists. And then I think like, I guess this is like how like a lot of the people on the upper echelon of society, like they really probably look at people like us as like not well moneyed. We're certainly not well moneyed. I'll give us that much. We're decently moneyed. We have yeah. some money. We're not well moneyed. And, like, it's just crazy to think that, like, it's such a vital part. And, like, even this guy in New York. Now, I give I give him a pass because he was a gay guy. And the reason I say that is because I, I find it less offensive when a gay guy is, like, stuck up. Mm. It's endearing in a way. Like, when a, when a straight guy is like, I don't fuck with that, dude. There's too many fucking poor slobs out there, dude. I Like, I'm fucking rich, dude. Like, my fucking dad is a lawyer. And fucking the Supreme Court. Like, I don't want to fucking go to this place. Like, I'm like, all right, douche. Yeah. But, like, when a gay guy is like, uh, no thanks, honey. I'm not doing that. Like, no, sorry. I did not do that. <laughs> Have you smelled the people down there? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, it's almost like, like oh, oh, you. I'm like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like fun, you know? It's fun. It's fun. So, I mean, like, it's the tone. It is. It's like, you know, I like that. That's kind of the whole thing, you know? So, I didn't mind it as much from them. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing he was gay, dude. Because I would not have taken it from someone else, dude. But he was all around nice guy. Wound up giving him a ride home. I guess he's not well money enough to have a car. Mm. I guess that's when the fucking working class comes in, baby. The working class. Me with the Nissan Altima. With the ride share. Yeah. Oh, you'd never <laughs> oh, you'd never drive in a Nissan Altima unless it's fucking, you know, your boy fucking taking you home. Then he asked me to come in for drinks, and I was like, dude, mm. don't get ahead of yourself, bro. All right? I know Liv is sleeping, but <laughs> we got to get back to our hotel. Yeah, dude. Any other night, maybe. Who knows, dude? <laughs> uh, speaking of people not living up to their stereotypes, Amish people. Really? Went to the Amish market today in Shrewsbury because uh, my mechanic is on the state line in Parkton mm. in very high northern uh, Maryland, still Baltimore County, which is uh, 
Liv found that. Well, I I don't think she found it fascinating. I found it fascinating and convinced her that it was fascinating. Yeah. Um, by exclaiming to her, not explaining, exclaiming. Mm-hmm. Every sentence ended with a fucking exclamation point. And like I was saying, like, isn't it crazy? Because we were just down in Catonsville for Korean barbecue, which is like way on the southwestern side of Baltimore County. It's like Mm -hmm. all the way at the bottom under the city. And then we're in Parkton up to the Maryland state line, which is still Baltimore County. And I was like, I think Baltimore County might be one of the biggest counties in the country area wise. Like if you think about how big this shit is, like it is really big. Like we're we're 35 minutes from Towson and Towson is like 30 minutes from Catonsville or like 35 from Catonsville. Like, like think about how fucking much that is. And then it also goes around the other way too to fucking Essex and shit. It's like, yeah. it's fucking big, but I was up there. And a get, lot of people live in it. Oh, like, Cause yeah. I'm sure there's like big ones and like rural ass. Yeah. Fuck nowhere. Mm-hmm. But it's like population 20. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of people exactly. in Baltimore County. Exactly. You know, you're in a rural area where when you ask them where they're from, they say what county they're from. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see that a lot with like so- with like like southern people, like Alabama people. Like I'm from Winchester County, boy. I'm like I would never like you don't hear people like say that as much around here sometimes, but only if it's like from like Carroll County. Like a lot of people wouldn't say like I'm from Baltimore County. They'd say like I'm from Towson or I'm from Parkville because your town is big enough on its own to have its own identity. Yeah. When you live in a big ass spread out fucking rural ass county it's like well my town's called fucking piss pot jim's tavern i don't know so i'm from fucking whatever county but like so we went into the gas station of uh, the filler up which is also a restaurant the filler up restaurant gas station excellent combo and the mechanic who i've known my whole life used to play in denim and lace that band that i used to play in um which is why i go to him because you gotta have a mechanic you cannot allow yourself to get taken by somebody a mechanic that that you don't know i go up there and he's like hey i think you're due for a transmission fluid i was like all right well okay and so then i come back in and he's like actually i just took it out i looked at it it looks fine we'll do it next time save you some money and i was like that would never fucking happen yeah at a mechanic shop that doesn't know you they would fucking change a transmission fluid every fucking time. They do it twice per time. Like, I was like, this is a prime example. So anyway, he tries to get, apparently this gas station restaurant also does music. I was like, oh, this is ideal. So we went in and talked to the owner. He's like, this is my friend Jimmy. And she was like, oh, can I, can you send me some links so I can check you out? I was like, yeah. But in my back of my mind, I'm thinking like, how, how fucking scrutinous is this gas station restaurant? <laughs> like, how much... Wouldn't that be a bummer if she, like, messaged you back? It's like, you're good, but I don't know if you're filler up good. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really just wasn't impressed with your EPK. <laughs> <laughs> and so... A uh, standard of quality of fillers. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go in there, and the conversation starts off with the cashier, and she's like... Oh, we come in there with Dunkin' Donuts drinks. And she's like, oh, you're not paying for the drinks? And I was like, I like how I'm giving all these people Southern accents. You know, they're like, fucking. <laughs> they're north of us. <laughs> they're north of us and didn't talk like this at all. <laughs> but it adds to the ambiance. It does. <laughs> you're not paying so for the drinks? It's a place drink? called Fillers. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, no, I came in. She's like, oh, wow, I just never seen anybody come into a place with drinks from outside and not say it first. And I was like. Sorry. 
they say Dunkin' Donuts on them. Like, yeah. I clearly, like, do you guys sell Dunkin' Donuts here? <laughs> yeah. And fill her up? <laughs> and, uh, but she wasn't being rude. I think she was genuinely the first time she'd seen somebody do that. Yeah. Because she was very nice. The first time someone was rude enough to not <laughs> announce their drink as they came in the room. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Jimmy Selesky with a tall Americano. <laughs> Duncan <laughs> style. <laughs> We come bearing drinks. Uh, so she gets in a conversation. She's telling us about the town of Shrewsbury, which my father was dead set when I was when I was about nine or ten. He really wanted to move to Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania. I don't know why. Did he have a family in Pennsylvania no. that he never told you guys about? I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if I could get this family back together, but he never followed through with it. Mm. Thank God. But we drove up there a couple times when I was a kid to like check out places i don't remember ever checking out a house specifically yeah we're just doing like a lot of drive-bys I'm, like driving by people's house and be like see that house that could be our house i'm like i don't think it's for sale Dad. Like, <laughs> we're just driving around a neighborhood casing joints and uh so we go to the amish market dude first of all major red flag they're using electricity what's going on with the electricity <laughs> that's your big thing <laughs> yeah i thought they're not supposed to use electricity I mean, I think they just it, they just have a building to be able to set up shop every week. Oh, and just conveniently, yeah, they happen to plug. That's bullshit, dude. That yeah, is, you think you so? No, that's bullshit, dude. I if, mean, they don't do any of that shit at their houses. It's kind of like how Jewish people get away on the Sabbath by like leaving their lights on the night before, so when mm. they wake up the next day, they can be like. I didn't technically turn it on. I'm like, dude, come on, Mary. You know what you're doing. You know yeah. what you're doing. But like with the fucking Amish people, I was like, all right, like I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna buy some shit. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't help but think this is a little bit off brand for you guys. Yeah. Because I was expecting me to walk in and you guys to be like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> like, like a Martian. I thought it was gonna be a fucking Martian. I was expecting to like fucking pull out a phone and, and like have a whole crowd of people gather around <laughs> as I fucking show them the subway Wikipedia. Is like, this the first time you've been to an Amish market? Clearly, dude. Do you oh think I'd God. be this taken aback <laughs> if this is my third time? First two times wasn't shocked. This time, wowed and appalled. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I've been to the one in Cockeysville and I get it. These people, they're fairly modern. Let them have electricity, at least. <laughs> if you have nothing else in Cockeysville. Shrewsbury? Come on. I expected more, but I got I got some cheese, all the stuff they're known for. I didn't you buy a get chair. some pretzels. I got some pretzels. pretzels. I got a pretzel delicious. dog. I got a pretzel dog. We got some baked goods. I had so many pretzels in Germany. Oh, yeah. I bet they make good. them different over there. I bet they're really good. I had, I think, about... I don't know, 10 or so pretzels while I was over there in the seven days. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Some dude. of them were small. Um, uh, minor thing, They most of them had accents. The Amish people? Yeah. yeah, they do, weirdly enough. But it's like, why? Like, first of all, the whole accent thing made more sense when I thought you guys didn't use electricity. <laughs> then you had a pass, because it's like... Well, you're telling me you guys watch The Office and still have those yeah, accents? Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> you just sent me a meme on Instagram, <laughs> and you fucking can't speak English? I don't understand it, dude. <laughs> you can't speak English. 
<laughs> what is it? The Dutch, the Dutch Pennsylvania accent or the Dutch yeah. something accent? They have cool yeah, hair. They still like speak like prospectors in a way. They do. Yeah. They do. They they have the girls have these like little flipsy doodle hairdos where mm-hmm. it like curls up on the sides. I was like, honestly, that's pretty sick. Like some of the stuff that they were on. Trends come back around. They'll come back around, dude. Yeah. Only a matter of time till the girls start wearing fucking bonnets and flipsy doodles in their hair. Because honestly, it's not a bad look. It's kind of like a girl next door look, you mm. know? Like the guys. The ultimate schoolgirl. Yes. Amish the girl. ultimate schoolgirl <laughs> fantasy. Um, but Someone like who wasn't allowed to go to school, <laughs> an Amish girl. <laughs> no child labor laws. Apparently, I saw like a fucking ten year old kid pushing carts back and forth. I was mm-hmm. like, but like in one of those like fucking Amish hats. Hell yeah! I was like, dude, and yeah, he'll grow into it. He'll grow into it. <laughs> it was like over his head, like bumping into his shit. <laughs> it was a fun experience, dude. I was uh, I was thoroughly impressed by the Amish market. We got a bunch of baked stuff. Um, the farmer's cheese was good, dude. I almost yeah. ate the whole block. Just Ooh, just, just yeah. waiting for your car to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Went back to fillers. Hey, <laughs> normally people, anna- they announce their cheese when they come in. <laughs> Taking bites out of a block of cheese. Sorry, Marge. <laughs> Sorry, Marge. What about this town again? <laughs> Might be coming around here a little more often, Marge. Well, I have to, Maybe dude. Come see me play. Um, I saw, in more local news... We've been, we're fucking inter- we're international, baby, mm-hmm. all over the boards. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to hear a story about here. Exactly. Here. And uh, that's why I'm going to talk about Elvis. Ooh. Which, uh, to my knowledge, did not... His life he did not really here. Didn't take place in Towson. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, but the movie screening at the Cinemark in Towson did... Ooh. Take place in Towson, and it was good, dude. You got screener passes? No. What's oh. the screener passes? Or like you went to like a premiere? Of oh, Elvis? I said screening because I'm like New York elitist now. Mm. Like I don't yeah. go see a movie. I yeah. saw a screening. Yeah, you're like well it, moneyed. I'm <laughs> well moneyed, dude. Yeah. The movie was shown <laughs> on the screen, therefore I went to the premiere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But fucking dude, it was good. It really was. Really? Who who played Elvis? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> all you need to know and all everyone needs to know and all I do know is that he was fucking good looking. Whoever played him? Whoever played Elvis. <laughs> you don't know who played Elvis? No. Because it was a kind well, of I just thought it was Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive! <laughs> they were right. Everyone in elementary school was right. Um, no, I don't know his name. I don't, I don't think he was a known actor and I've kind of come recently to the theorem, theorem mm-hmm. that, uh, that's a good thing mm-hmm. because a lot of times it doesn't take you out of it. It doesn't take you out of it. Tom Hanks plays his like manager, the guy who discovered him mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks in the movie is like this really big, like fat guy from Holland with like this weird accent, but like still at times he would talk and you could still hear Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a great actor. Um, I don't think this was his best role. Mm. I'm not saying that he ruined the movie. I'm not saying that it was a bad role. I'm just saying it was no fucking sergeant whatever from Saving Private Ryan. It was no kid from Big. It was no fucking stranded guy from Castaway. Mm. I mean, you want to see you want to see a fucking expose on how to act. 
watch Tom Hanks on the screen for two hours, basically, alone, making a whole movie. A, a phenomenal display of acting abilities. An art which I don't feel like I truly have appreciated enough. Uh, but it's it, when you see bad acting, you know it. It's kind of like the rule that my dad would always say about like live music. He was like, look... A lot of times when you're playing, people aren't going to be responding to you and you're going to be like thinking you suck. But the really, really the thing is when you all, he, he said, you always know if you suck, you don't always know if you're good. Because a lot of times if you're playing at a bar and you suck, you'll kind of see people like give you weird looks. Like what the fuck? And I'll even see it sometimes if I mess up. Somebody like be in the middle of a conversation be like, or like if I like say some stupid shit in between songs, that's like mm-hmm. dumb as fuck. And then people are just like, that's when you know you suck. Yeah. Or whatever you're doing in the moment sucks. But if people are just kind of vibing and like carrying on, then that means you're kind of doing your job. Like my job is to f- make this shit flow. So like with acting, it's the same thing. It's like we, we've watched so many phenomenal actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, people like that. And it's like you just expect that like that's what acting is. But then when you see somebody who can act, that's when you really appreciate how good you have to be to be a good, good actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so Tom Hanks plays the manager, and uh, again, not his best role, fine. He really, I mean, his character is a real, like, scumbag dickhead. Uh, but the guy who played Elvis, importantly enough, not a known guy. Now, this is this is definitely going to blast him off because he did a great fucking job. Again, like, my biggest thing going in, I was like, you got to make him hot. Elvis was hot. That was, like, his whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of people, like... A lot of people, like, I got in a debate with Matt and Sig on their podcast where he was like, dude, he wasn't really that good. Like, I was like, fuck you, dude. Elvis was really fucking good looking. Like, you're thinking of, like, fat Elvis. You're thinking yeah. of, like, one day before overdosing Elvis. Yeah, you're thinking, young Elvis was hot. You're thinking, like, peanut butter and bacon sandwiches Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking... You're thinking Elvis, like, a full, like, leather jumpsuit with, like, studded spikes. Yes. And, like, big boots, bell bottoms. Yeah. Big belly. I'm thinking fucking... I'm thinking fucking... You ain't nothing but a hand dog. Like, woo! Yeah, I'm Man, talking young, dead-eyed Elvis. Dead-eyed. He wore <laughs> eyeliner. Didn't know that. Really? The whole time. His whole career. He was, like, the first guy to do it, I guess. Um, But, yeah, it was cool. They kind of took you through the thing. They did the whole, like, he got all his music from black people thing respectfully. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it in, like, an annoying way. Um, They did it in, like, a, uh, like... Hey, this is how it went. Like, he grew up in an all-fucking-black area, like, in the fucking segregated projects. He was, like, the only white guy there. And, like, it was kind of, like, corny the way they did the initial scene when he's, like, a kid. And he, like... I'm not spoiling anything. Elvis is a real person. I'm not going to spoil his life. Yeah. Wikipedia. (laughs) Turns out he makes it in the music industry. (laughs) Not to surprise anybody. Unfortunately, he passed away. (laughs) Yeah. Or did he? Uh, We find out at the end of the movie if that's true. Ooh. Um, I'm just kidding. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Spoiler alert, Does Elvis. Does he die on the toilet in the movie? Mm, I can't tell you. Mm. Can't tell you, dude. Yeah. Can't tell you. They move him off the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he dies. But like it's funny because like he runs to like one he runs to one thing and it's a bar. And there's this guy like doing this killer fucking rendition of uh that's alright, mama. Anyway, you do whatever, but it's like this, like blues, old school, like nineteen thirties, like black guy with like a cig in his mouth and like a top hat. He's doing this high fuss. That's alright, mama. It's like this dark nineteen thirties bar, and everybody's like stomping. I was like, this looks fucking crazy, like deep south, 
fucking crossroads sold your soul to the devil fucking music right now. Mm. And Elvis and his friends are watching through the cracks and he's like, whoa, this is music. And then like, and then like he looks over there and he sees like a church revival like tent pop up and then he runs to that and now he's in the middle of like a gospel service and everybody's like speaking in tongues and like singing gospel and he like starts dancing with them and I was just thinking like the person who was like that's a kind of a corny way to sell the scene because it's like that's how it happened yeah. one day he was just running through a field and all of his musical influences were just right there all at once mm-hmm. the bar the church this thing and then he was just like hey like, <laughs> like alright dude but I get it you have to set the tone you know, and again, they did it in a very tasteful way because it's very, and especially these days, it's very easy to kind of get off your rocker with the whole fucking shit. But like, the whole movie is great. It's long, um, but it really made me respect him as an artist because I think I always kind of just thought of him as this like kind of like bubblegum pop guy that like he was good looking, he had a decent voice. But, like, at the end of the day, he was just kind of like a performer. You mm-hmm. know, he wasn't, like, a true, like, composer and, like, this thing. Um, but, you know, I, and again, I'm just basing it off the fucking movie. But, like, you know, like, he really, from the way they portrayed it, he really was this, like, a true artist. You know, that was kind of ran into the ground by his manager, ultimately killed him. And, like, it's just, I, I would recommend that movie. I truly would recommend that movie. Another one that just gets you stoked to be a musician, even though every movie about every successful musician ends in tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but like, it was good, dude. It was fucking good. Did they get into his, uh, his little thing with Richard Nixon where he did like the special like music police or whatever the fuck? The music police. I don't think that's the actual thing, but there is like a drunk history episode where. I think it was Jack Black played either Nixon or Elvis. Uh-huh. And it was like Richard Nixon like had a bad, you know, public image at the time. Uh-huh. So he was trying to get celebrities to come to the White House to like, you know, give him some good press. Uh-huh. And one of the people that said, "Yeah, I'll come through" was Elvis. And then Elvis was like, "Hey, can I get a little can I get a badge?" Oh. And he was shit. like, "Yeah, sure, Elvis. You'll be the first Whatever, like first, like you know, music bi, whatever the fuck, <laughs> mbi, dude. <laughs> they did not touch upon that, but now that you mentioned it was a drunk history, I can vividly picture that episode, and I feel like I want to watch it after this episode. Yeah, we should watch it. After That's this. hilarious. But um, no, they did not touch upon that. Obviously, you got to do a whole. He died when he was forty-two. He got famous when he was like fucking twenty-something or whatever. So like, they cover that whole career. It was fucking good. That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> is that it's good. Um, it was great. It wasn't just good. It was great. Check it out. Um, aside from that, you have anything else you want to oh, speak I'll, on? I'll list out the movies I watched. Let me know if you've seen them. All right. Uh, okay. So on the way to Germany, I watched The Lost City, which is the Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum movie. It was okay. pretty good, actually. Okay. I liked it. That's a no for me, dog, on the having seen it, but I will watch it. Was it good? It was good. It was actually pretty funny. All right. You're good with recommending. I mean, you did recommend Severance to me, so I'll take your word for it. Um, It's not like, you know. Mind-boggling. Yeah, it's not mind-boggling, but it's basically like, it's kind of like The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's like uh, Sandra Bullock plays like a romance author. And uh, okay. she gets kidnapped because she's actually like, you know, the wife Oh, I know what a, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It yeah. just came out. Yeah, yeah, it just came out. Watch that. 
Uh, I watched the new Suicide Squad movie, the James Gunn one. Okay, that's which, another one I haven't seen. Yeah. Do we have? A, I thought we had a Suicide Squad. We not do not. Not too good. Um, okay, not too but good. But better than I expected okay. because the Will Smith Suicide Squad was terrible. Okay. That one was like really, really bad. This one, pretty good, but not my favorite action mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and then the third movie, hmm. Oh, The King's Man. It's another. Did no. you ever get into those movies, the Kingsman movies? No, I didn't know it was a series. I didn't even know it was a movie, much less a whole series. Of whole movies. series. This is the third one. Uh, first one, pretty good. It's kind of like secret, you know, British spy movie. Uh, if, if that's your thing, you might like the first one. Second one's a little weird. There's a scene where he has to get a tracker on a girl by fingering it into her pussy. Nice. So he has to like figure out how to hook up with her. Pretty much. That's awesome. And his fiance, who's a, a princess, here's I might just about watch it. that scene. <laughs> yeah, just watch that scene on Pornhub or something. <laughs> Look up Kingsman Two Pornhub. Sick. Um, and then the third one is like a prequel series movie. Kind of sucked, but it was interesting because it, it takes place during like World War One, basically, mm-hmm. and that it was talking about like uh, the Saxons and everyone who basically were like the three cousins who were in charge of Germany, England, and Russia at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. We're going to Germany right now. Fuck that's yeah! Interesting. Fuck yeah!" Um, <laughs> it did end in a post-credit scene of the villain being like, I want you to meet someone, and then Hitler comes out. <laughs> Which I was like, okay. Setting Welcome up for to the Germany, sequel? I guess. <laughs> Welcome to Germany. We all know Hitler here. On the way back, uh, uh, Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that one? No, but I was in Soho. You were in Soho, but it was Soho in was my last night. London. Um. Oh, okay. Then and it was on. kind of like a horror movie-ish. Really dramatic. Not too, like, gross horror, but, like, it was definitely tense. Was it good? Even watching it on, like, a tiny plane screen. It was really good. I'd okay. recommend that one. Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Recommended Kingsman, the Kingsman. series. Uh, I think the first one's good. It has Samuel Jackson. Which in one's it. the one with the pussy tracker? That's the second one. All right, I'll watch that. I'll start. That's <laughs> uh, like that's like that how scene. you go about like episodes with Star Wars. You're like, where should I start with the Kingsman? Start at the pussy tracker scene, wrap around, and then end <laughs> at the beginning of the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> right up to the scene. Watch that again. It'll all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Kingsman, not the best, but it was like you know entertaining. Suicide Squad, probably a no. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lost City, yeah. Okay. Last Night in Soho, yeah. Okay. And then I, on the way back, me and Liz didn't sit together on the way there, but on the way back we did, and I was like, you should watch Lost City. So I watched Lost City again. Oh, <laughs> sick. And then I feel ended, like ended with The Wedding Singer, because neither oh, of us had actually, I don't think, seen it. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, great movie. Phenomenal! I love that movie, dude. It's great because, like, I think like what we were like. Obviously, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, a great duo in any movie. Mm -hmm. We also watched Fifty First Dates recently. Yep. Um, Underrated movie. A lot of people hate on that, but it was a good movie. It wasn't the. It was definitely like a lot of people say it. 
like it wasn't good, but I think they say it wasn't good because it followed literally like some of the most classic comedies of all time, like fucking Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, uh, Mr. Deeds, Wedding Singer. I can't even, my fingers can't even keep Little up Nikki. right now. Little Nicky. <laughs> Little was yeah. Little Nicky. I don't remember if that was good or not. I rewatched it recently with Elizabeth because she had never seen it. Was it good? It was like, it had its moments. I watched it in theaters with my grandmother when it first came out. I loved it as a kid for some reason. Okay. Okay. But watching it as an adult, you're like, okay, this is, this is okay. I mean, also, while we're on the subject of Adam Sandler, the recent movie that just came out on Netflix, um, Undefeat, or I don't even know what the movie is called. Hustle or something? Hustle. The fuck yeah, am I, I haven't talking seen about? it, but good movie, <laughs> good movie. Adam Sandler is really kind of taken to this like serious acting, and he's good, and but it's still funny at times. Like yeah. he's really kind of like matured, and it's not like fucking slapstick humor, but also at the same time, it's like that kind of humor only works with a certain type of person. It's like yeah. when you're fucking. Well, he's like kind of aging into the like the class of like a De Niro. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like. But he just it. came from a very comedic background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Uncut Gems I thought was really good too. Yeah. The other one. So like, I I I think Adam Sandler might be one of my favorite celebrities. Mm-hmm. He, nobody's ever had anything bad to say about him personally. There's no fucking scandals, no problems. He still just goes around town in dirty ass like white shirts and hoodies. Yeah, and like shit. he's just chilling, bro. He's like he's like Pete Davidson. If Pete Davidson was awesome, yeah, he's like that level chill. Except he's not fucking anybody's girlfriends. He's just making, and he's actually, I, for a second I forgot what Pete Davidson even does other than be on SNL and fuck Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Pete Davidson well, is, He just quit SNL. Okay, so what does he do now? I guess he acts. What am I, I talking he about? Acts. He does stuff. Yeah. He's no Adam Sandler. And he does stand-up, but I don't know the last time I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, dude, I do stand-up too. All right, Pete, thanks. Who cares? Sorry, I got no calls with Pete. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want to close the podcast on this this final story, which I can't believe I haven't told yet, only because uh, I it's been so long. I think this happened the two days after we did the last podcast. Yeah, so, so it's like been years ago. Years ago, it literally feels like I'm like I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> like Jesus, but like so I have been getting not better. I've been getting worse with uh my remembering things mm. um to the point where dom doesn't even find it funny anymore <laughs> dom has stopped finding my inability to remember things and when i say remember things i mean like not forgetting my phone i, I remember things yeah like i'm i haven't started telling this story yet because i forgot <laughs> it <laughs> but i remember like stories and happenings and what people say and stuff i'm talking about like Forgetting my wallet somewhere. Losing my card in New York City. Perfect yeah. example. Um, so, yeah, like, I fucking told Dom this story. He was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you gotta fucking figure something out. Like, you keep fucking doing this shit. I was like, all right, dad. Like, eh, fuck alone, dude. You know? But whatever. I remember I gave Scott the same lecture when he was telling us that story in Alex's apartment. Uh, when he was telling us that he was, like, riding his fucking toyota corolla really fast down 83 and like spun out on the s turn yeah and i was like dude you can't be doing that he was like all right dude like blah, blah, blah. i was like i'm just saying like that's fucking really dangerous he was like will you chill the fuck out and i was like all right man whatever and then he left and i was like 
He's got to learn. The boy's got to learn. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. What, uh... You remember it yet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get fucking sig triggered to remember the story. Yeah. So, I'm sitting out... We're, we're on our way to see Jurassic Park, which we did eventually see, but not this night. Another good movie... First of all, don't let anyone tell you that the new Jurassic Park isn't good. Even though I told you the new Jurassic Park wouldn't be good on the most recent podcast. I was saying verbatim, this movie's not going to be good. They got to figure something else out with the franchise. I haven't seen it, but I can tell you right. Wrong. Don't listen to that version <laughs> of me. Listen to this version of me. The, the guy more who's enlightened actually, the more enlightened me. Now, I could be forgetting this, but it was fucking good. Yeah, it wasn't unbelievably good. Um, Jurassic Park has evolved to the point where it's now camp. Mm. Camp is a word that's coming back now in the Gen Z circles. As we know, Generation Z loves to take a thing that's already a thing, remove one syllable or add one syllable, and then pretend that they invented this concept. People of our generation used to call movies campy. It's mm -hmm. a campy movie. Campy, what does that mean? It's it's predictable, um, derivative, and like very like familiar and like just like over the top. Like when you watch like one of those 80s slashers where it's like all the tropes, like the 80s jock gets killed first, the main character and the leading woman make it to the end and fall in love, and like all the fucking classic scenes. But it's it's that way in an endearing way. Like mm -hmm. it's 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 so bad, it's good. So bad it's good makes it seem like it's bad. It's not bad, but it's done in, a, in like an endearing way. Like it's familiar. It's fun to watch. Not to be confused with tacky, which is which now they call tack. Which now they call tack. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's next, dude. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Gen Z's like this is so tack. Oh, I'm getting so sidetracked right now. I'm sorry. But another thing that has been uh, quizzling me is that now. Um, we would normally say, like, this is giving, like, weird vibes. This is giving, like, elementary school vibes. They cut out the last word. They don't say vibes anymore. They mm -hmm. just say, this is giving elementary school. This is giving Christina Aguilera. They just say, like, this is giving something, and mm -hmm. that means it's giving those vibes. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not running with that. I'm thinking about picking up camp, though. Mm -hmm. I like it. I was never on the campy train anyway. I think campy sounds like one of campy's those. Campy's too corny. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, there's certain words that like if you think of like the original, like like when you hear like Coolio, like that was cool in the 70s. But then people were like, dude, what if we just stopped saying Coolio? Hmm. Like that was what well, millennials the 70s, did. But then the 80s, it was Coolie. Coolie. Or 90s, so it was just cool. Cool. And now who knows? what People did go cool. Cool. That's cool. Guess That's cool. cool. That is cool. Like, we just fucking went. Now we're just cutting off letters. <laughs> we're just cutting off letters. I mean, that's what we're learning from the new generation. We're well, picking we're, up their tips. Every tricks. generation is just taking stuff that's already there and removing letters and words. Like, if you read something from the 1700s, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, verily. It was a fortnight and seven days ago. We're like, dude, let's call it a week. Yeah. Can we call it a week? I love Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> like every generation, by, by time, like six generations from now, we're gonna be speaking in fucking just fucking letters. Um, but anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh my god, Jurassic Jurassic Park, Park was good. <laughs> <laughs> the new don't count this one out. It was good, and it was uh, it was camp, 
but that means good. And it was honestly better than the the, mo- uh, the one before it, the most other recent one. Um, just like it, it kind of followed more like a plot line of less about dinosaurs. My brother had the fucking nerve after yelling at me, by the way. I don't get yelled. You don't get yelled at by your younger brother. That's a fucking breach of the laws of physics on some level or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, he goes to the movie and he's like, comes back. He's like, dude, don't fucking see that shit. It sucked. Kayla literally fucking fell asleep during it. Like, she didn't see any of it. I'm just sitting there watching it. Like, what the fuck is going on? I drank like a whole fucking fifth of Evan before going in there. <laughs> I was like fucking blacked out. He was like, literally, like, there's no fucking like action scenes ever. There's like a couple. I mean, didn't you and Scott and Ricky do that to one of the Jurassic Park movies? Yeah. I, like, Getting let you blacked guys out in. on Evan to Jurassic Park movies <laughs> is a Seleski family tradition. That's not the reason he's dumb. Don't get me wrong. I commend that. I commend that. What I don't commend is him saying, oh, there's like no action scenes, blah, 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 fucking blah. There's, maybe there's like one or two. The movie was nonstop action. <laughs> From start to finish. The credits were riveting. <laughs> Jesus, please, dude. I was on the edge of my seats <laughs> at the title sequence. Who's the executive producer? <laughs> I must know. <laughs> um, key grip. Uh, yeah, dude, great. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? Yeah, so we decide not to see it the first night, and I'm sitting on the bench talking with Liv about something outside of the mall, outside the Avalon specifically, the new apartment building. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I do... You know your boy is not sitting down with it, my wallet in my back pocket and my phone in my front pocket. I'm not doing that. No, I take never. my wallet and my phone out. I set them next to me. Stacked. Wallet, phone, on the bench. We talk for like an hour, just whatever, chilling. And then we walk back to the apartment. Sands, as I come to find out, my wallet and phone. Oof. I didn't think of this at all. Uh, until the next morning, because I'm not a big phone guy. Like, I I get on the phone when I have to be on the phone. If I need to post something, if I need to text somebody, if I need to do some business shit, or just, like, figure something out, yeah. But, especially when I'm with my girlfriend, I really don't fuck with it too much. Um, and, like, so I legitimately didn't even notice the whole rest of the night that I didn't have my phone until the next morning when I got up to go get it to see, like, what... What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> what day is it? Where's my wallet? Let me go get my phone and find my wallet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I wake up and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, it's probably in my car. Not in my car. Go back, get and live to call the whole fuck. The classic losing your phone routine. You look and then somebody sees you looking. You try to act like you're not stressed. Dude, yeah, that was good. Whatever. Just trying to find my phone. It's like, whatever. It's whatever. It's not like it's nine hundred dollars or anything. Yeah, my whole life's on there. Like everyone I know and all my social media. Yeah, Venmo, Cash App, that's all on there too, probably. Um, but yeah, I'm not stressed. Just, yeah, but could you call it? Could you call it? Please <laughs> call it immediately. Is it ringing? Um, and so doesn't work out. So then I'm like, oh, good thing I got a new phone, kinda, because this actually has some level of fucking actual technology. So I go on the Find My Phone app, which, thank you, Droid, for making it so that I had to set that up. Thank you for force. Thanks for not offering me the skip this option. They probably did. So maybe I'm just thanking myself for, for knowing that I was going to need it. But either way, I had set it up. 
And so I go on there and I ping the phone. It's in fucking Middle River, bro. Damn. It's in Middle River. And it's an accurate map. So it's showing me exactly the address mm. of the house in Middle River. So I'm thinking, all right, this is a ass situation because you're never really expecting that. I always kind of just expect that it's like I went to the Avalon. I was like, did you see something? Anybody turn something? No. It's like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, it's going to turn up. Best case scenario. Yeah, it's like, it's going to turn up. I went to the bench. It's not there. Like, whatever. You never expect that someone just jacked your shit. You know, it's like it doesn't fit in with my model of humanity that people do that. Um, but I know it happens. I'm not stupidly naive, but I'm an optimist. And also, you did leave it just out on the street. Yeah. In Towson. Yeah. Um, in front of an apartment building. So I see the address, and it's it's between two houses. They're row homes. It, it, the dot is pretty solidly in... I'm not going to say the exact address. Well, I don't know the road, but it's, yeah. it's 2222-something road in this like not awesome neighborhood in Middle River. Um, and so I'm sitting there like, Liv's like, well, should we go drive out there? And I'm like, I mean, you know, obviously I can't sound like a complete pussy here. You know, this is a, this is a girlfriend test. Yeah. She's looking at me to be like, fuck yeah, I'm already fucking there, bro. Yeah. Get my fucking shotgun. Let's fucking do this shit. I'm like, all right, Liv, let's think about this. Like if they stole my phone, I'm going to go out there. Best case scenario, worst case scenario, I get shot and killed, stabbed, mugged. They steal the only thing I have left, <laughs> my fucking car keys. <laughs> and like my a guitar. girlfriend's phone we're using to find my phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we're both fucked. So best case scenario, I knock on the door. I say, you have my phone. They go, no. And then what do I do? Fucking Liam Neeson kick it. I know you have my phone in here. Kick it in. Fucking go into the house. Start tearing apart furniture. I know it's here. Live, call it. That's not <laughs> happening, dude. No. All they have to do is say, we don't have it. And I go, it says it right here. They're like, yeah, I don't know why, dude. Must be fucked up. Yeah, it's probably the neighbor. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, I'm like, you know what, dude? I am so annoyed right now that This person might make me have to go get another phone. Yeah. And wallet and ID and all that shit. Like my phone is locked. I know they can't like get into anything. My wa- my my uh I had locked my bank card and there were no there were no transactions on it and it's mm-hmm. also pin activated which apparently it doesn't matter at a bar. You can take you can take a credit card into a bar and buy anything you fucking want. Yeah. You go to a fucking 7-Eleven, you got to do fucking three-factor authentication. Um so I'm like, dude, you know what? Let's just fucking go. So we drive out, and we pull up to this neighborhood, and I'm obviously like, kind of looking around the neighborhood, trying to catch the vibe of this place. And I'm like, I'm like, I see one guy sitting on a stoop, and I'm like, oh, no, this doesn't look good. But then I look across the street down the road, I see a guy mowing his lawn. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I like yeah. Mowing their lawn, people are investing in the community. I look over, there's like some fucking kid running around the street with a limp. I'm like, oh, this isn't looking good. I look over there, it's like a fucking get that limp. It's like a fucking guy giving his son an ice cream cone. I was like, oh, it's kind of coming back around. <laughs> please. I'm like, fucking every street. I'm like, please let this be the street. Not that street, not that street. And so I finally pull up to the street at the end of the block and I see 
my homes. One's the corner house, one's on the inside of the corner. 2022 or 2222 and 2224. Um, I go to the one that says 2222 first because uh, that was actually technically the house that the dot was in. Also, it looked better. When I pulled up to the two houses, I saw one house kind of had like some knickknacks in the garden. It kind of had like a decently mowed lawn, relatively new paint job, whatever. It didn't look like the fucking Sultan of Swing lived there, but it looked like, you know, somebody who actually has, you know, knows how to live on some level lives there. Um, And so I'm like, oh, I'm really hoping it's this house. And so I knock on the door and this like old black man opens up and he's like, I'm like, yeah, man, I come home like, you know, I lost my phone in Towson last night and it's tracking it to this house. And I'm wondering, like, you know, if any, maybe anybody in the house was in Towson and managed to pick up a phone. Obviously, you don't want to go in there and accuse people. Of stealing yeah, phone. of course like, not. Hey, you still my fucking phone, bro. Like, I was just like, you know, I'm sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. you probably just picked up a phone and wallet. And, you know, even though my address is on the ID and I have several business cards in there with every single aspect of my contact information. Maybe you just didn't know how to contact me and you were just waiting for me to drive to your house to pick it up. I'm sure that is the situation, sir. And so he opens up, he's like, Towson, I, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. And I, he was like, hold up. And then he's like, he yells up to, he's like, blah, 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 blah. and I think he's like yelling at like his son or something. Mm-hmm. And then I hear like, I hear the voice go, I don't have it. And then I'm like, oh, they have it. And then uh, instead of like a, a young man coming down, it's like an old woman. Mm-hmm. She's like, what you talking about? Phone? Nah, I don't go out to Taos with all them hoodlums out there. I was like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And uh, so I was like, all right, this is clearly not our guys here. Yeah. And like a like two 75-year-old like black couple, like they're just fucking, they don't even know, they couldn't even believe that my phone had tracking. They were like, Jesus, <laughs> holy Christ. And uh, so I was like, oh, man. I was like, does anybody live at the house next door? They're like, oh, yeah. And I was like, unreal. And I look at the house next door, and it's like fucking broken window blinds, fucking mm. cracked off paint, fucking railing falling over, lawn overgrown. I'm like, dude, this is exactly what I knew was going to happen. I had Liv park up at the end of the block mm-hmm. for this. I was like, wait in the car, get in the driver's seat, <laughs> wait at the top running. of the block. If you see me fucking <laughs> running... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like fucking apocalypse now, trying to catch the fucking chopper <laughs> out of fucking Middle River. Um, so I'm like, oh shit, whatever. So I go next door, I knock on the door, and much to my, uh, not surprise, but much to my like a pleasant like, oh okay, uh, uh older like a, a middle aged like African woman opens up the door, mm-hmm. and I quickly gather that she's like a nurse. For mm. the home. And then I see like a little girl pop her head out and she's like, you know, looking at me, seeing what's going on. Cause I understand in this exact situation, I'm the weirdo. Yeah. For I've sure. come to your house. I'm knocking on your door, which people don't really do that often anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I give her the whole rundown and she's like, Oh, well, you know, um, they're not home right now. The someone's sleeping downstairs, but I can take your number. And then we wound up in like a longer conversation and she asked me if I know any nice young African men for her daughter to date because mm. she's coming to America soon. So then I wound up taking her number. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, if I see any nice African guy, I met that guy Jaeger the other week. Maybe he's, I know he's from like Kenya or something. Maybe I remember Martin, he threw up in my fucking studio that one time, but like he seemed <laughs> nice and African. Like I'll set him up, you know, he was a nice enough guy. Um, 
And then we're talking, and while we're talking, an Uber pulls up, and this girl around our age gets out. Mm. And she's like, oh, that's them right there. I'm like, oh, shit. So then I explain the situation to her, and she's like, hold up. And then she calls up the phone, and it's the kid downstairs. Mm. And she's like, this man is at our house saying, was you out in Towson last night? He's saying somebody has his phone and his wallet. And he was, and I hear the kid go, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 and she, comes, she goes downstairs, grabs it from him, and she comes up with my phone. Mm. Right? So now I have my phone. And then I'm hearing him on the speaker, and he goes, yo. And he's, now he's talking to me. He's like, yo, and your wallet is at the end of the block. <laughs> I'm like what and she's like what what are you talking about he's like uh, it's in the grass at the end of the block I'm like what the fuck so now I'm walking with this woman down to the end of the fucking block and just like fucking like doing like a police line search for this wallet she's like he's saying it's over by this car over here or something I'm like blah 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 sure enough I finally find it damn and I so I find my wallet everything's still in it and I'm like so I have my phone in my wallet we're walking back and we're like talking about it I'm like you know, blah, 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 blah. And like, it was such an odd situation because like, clearly, first of all, as I mentioned before, if he wanted to get it back to me, he could have gotten it back to me. Mm -hmm. Like, all my ID and everything's in there. My phone number's on my business card. Like, very easily done, yeah. you know? If you're expecting to get a wallet back to somebody, you don't generally throw it in the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, damn, there's no cash in here. Let me throw this. Yeah. <laughs> so. But also like, hey, fuck it, dude. You got it all back. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was like, I, I didn't know how to conduct myself because I was like, you're being super helpful and nice, but also clearly your little brother tried to steal my shit. But like, also clearly I'm an idiot for doing this all the time. So like, I'm just going to take this as a nut. It's kind of like when I lost my wallet, that fucking junkie in Fells Point stole my wallet and phone or yeah my wallet and phone and then i called up the phone and he picked up <laughs> and went who's this <laughs> like, who's this dude and i meet up with him i get my shit back and i get everything back but the fucking money in my wallet mm. i was like all right that's that's stupid tax yeah exactly. that's idiot tax um but yeah that was just a wild experience could have gone so much worse yeah and I think that's why the people that I've told that story to that are related to me did not find it as amusing as they did concerning. <laughs> um, you know, my mom and dad, like, got in, like, a, a argument at High Toss when they came out to see me about how fucking retarded I am and why. <laughs> my dad was saying that blah, 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 blah. My mom was saying, no, he's dumb because he doesn't do this. And my dad's like, no. He's dumb because he doesn't fucking pay attention, blah, blah, blah. He's, and she was like, no, because he's got, like, a creative mind, and he's not thinking about stuff, and he just wanders off and loses track and blah, blah, blah. And they're just, like, yelling at each other. Like, not yelling, but, like, they're yeah. in, like, a little fucking bicker about, like, why I'm so stupid. <laughs> I was like, this is a miss. This is, this is just my whole childhood, really. I'm going to be 30 in August. This is great. I love this. My, happening at a high top. I love this. At my job. At my gig. At my gig. <laughs> Would anyone else care to chime in? Reasons they think I am retarded. Thank you. Any takers? <laughs> you! What do you think? Is it creativity? Is it artism or autism? You tell me, sir. Um, but yeah, so... I can't believe that feels like forever ago. That was like seven stupid things ago. Damn. But uh, still yeah. within the span of one podcast. Yeah, haven't heard that. That was fucking, that was a tale to end all tales. Oh, tale to end all tales. And a tale to end 
this podcast. Yeah. If you ask me, uh, great to be back. Yeah, great to be back in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Land of the free, home of the gay. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Um, guys, I think. Okay. I think this is this is what I think. There's an episode of since we talked about Seinfeld earlier. There's an episode of Seinfeld where George does the opposite of everything he would normally do. Because everything that he's everything that he would instinctively do has led him to be in the worst possible situation in life. So yeah. he goes, if I would have just done the opposite of everything I've ever done, I'd be in a better situation. Because every single time I've had an instinct or a thought or an idea, it's been the wrong idea. So I'm just going to do the opposite. Then he starts by getting like the complete opposite of his order at the shitty fucking diner that I now... I see through the fucking veil now. <laughs> and then he just... So by the end of the episode, he gets hired by the fucking Yankees. He becomes like the fucking head guy or whatever. And like... I think the reason why this whole Twitch thing uh, could work mm. is because I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, true. And everything I thought would work has not worked. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I'm calling it now. I don't think it's going to fucking work. But then again, I could be wrong. I think it's going to be just like 2016, baby. Yes. Live streaming on Twitch to nobody. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> baby. They're old days. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, good to be back. Um, any plugs, dude? Anything coming up? You're doing just, fucking... You just get a, looking for revenge, baby. Looking for revenge on all 2016. summer. All summer 16. Oh, summer 16. Guys, big uh, weekend, obviously, for anybody who follows the uh, American calendar. Mm -hmm. You know that it is 4th of July weekend, Independence Day weekend, or as I like to call it, Indie Day weekend. Um, we're looking at a couple big gigs coming up for me. Not big, but just your standard run-of-the-mill gigs, which are all big, I guess, relatively. Um, I will be at Valley Inn. In Brooklynville or Lutherville, if you will, uh, on Friday for my patented first Friday's acoustic at Valley Inn. That'll be five to eight on the patio if it's nice out, or at the inside bar if it's not nice out, if it's mean out. Uh, Saturday, July 2nd, I will be at Nacho Mama's Towson for my bi monthly appearance there. This time will be Saturday, four to seven. And then I'll be making my debut appearance at Vine Alley in Gaithersburg, or as the Gaithersburg locals call it, as I've come to find, the Kentlands. I've talked to two people from Gaithersburg that live in the area, and they love the Kentlands down there. I don't know what it is. I don't know, is it at a shopping center? Is that a neighborhood? Is that a fucking like map on World of Warfare? Like It sounds great. And I'll be there. I, it's a, it's a, it's a um, fucking what do they call this wine store? I don't know, wine bar, I guess. Vine Alley in Gaithersburg, the Kentlands, five to seven on Sunday, July third. And you know I'm not playing on fucking Fourth of July. You know this. Did George Washington do anything on Fourth of July? Did fucking John Adams? Did Thomas Jefferson? Was Thomas Jefferson playing a fucking gig on the Fourth of July? No. The answer is no. Uh, guys, at Jimmy Seleski across the board, at 
sophomore MD if you're trying to follow my band. And uh, at Eric Glazer. Yeah. And at LFTS Podcast. Yeah, at LFTS oh, everything. Podcast. Bitch. Bitch. Until next time, folks. Peace. Peace. I'm out here looking for revenge. All summer 16. All summer 16. Playing dirty, not clean.